the Buddha, out of compassion, offered us a path with eight limbs. And he taught us about the hindrances and how to overcome them. He, he gives us precepts to follow. And this is all for the purpose of training the mind. And if we expect our minds to develop without training them, that's not going to work. So monastic training is more extreme, but I don't think it's extreme at all. I think it's, um, I have a, a biased view, you might say. But if it gives us a chance to train the mind, we should undertake it. And don't make up your own precepts. It doesn't work. I consider the Buddha the wisest being of all. And if we have the wisdom of someone so noble, why would we take anything less? So don't just go making up your own agenda. Of, I'll do this. Some mm -hmm. people bargain. They want to keep four precepts and then they'll choose. When it's convenient, they'll keep one and two, but not three. So really, we have to take the whole package. And it's one of those rare instances when the whole package is worth it. But if we don't trust that, then of course, it, you have to trust it. Otherwise, you can't take it on. And you won't understand the value of following. In terms of following precepts, I'd like to suggest that we're very good at following the precepts when we're in a formal setting, but then as soon as we're on our own, all hell breaks loose, it seems. Mind will not obey. But just like with anything that we undertake, like practicing how to play a violin or a piano or how to ride a bicycle or a car, anything that needs training, it takes time. So we may be able to keep the precept in a good situation and then in a bad situation, we, we have violent feelings and we might even say things that we don't really want to say. It just flies up, it jumps up. But the more we train, these two lips, the less chance there is that we're going to drown. Because when we get angry, we shut the mouth. When you're swimming in deep water and you can't swim, then you keep your mouth closed. So these are all things that we have to learn how to do. And it's very good to have spiritual friends. And we did say, it's true, you have to learn to be a spiritual friend to yourself. And sometimes you learn that by living with other people that are spiritual friends. Why is that? Because it rubs off. It's contagious. Just like unwholesomeness is contagious, wholesomeness is also, it influences us. If you hear a good word in a moment of fear or danger, then you might get more courageous. And if you hear a good word or a wise word 
in a moment when you're indecisive and you don't know what to do, you might make a better decision. And the opposite is also true. So the gist of all this is notice with humility, we notice how much training we actually need. And then we pick up the training that we we can trust and we make a commitment to it. And making a commitment means that you don't back down when it gets hard. You just find a way to fulfill it as best as you can. And if it doesn't work, you keep trying. You don't just give up. Sometimes like living in a monastery, what happens is you get to see the worst side of yourself. The trouble is everyone else gets to see it too. <laughs> but that's a good thing because if you didn't see it, you wouldn't be able to work on it. And it's only when it gets so badly pointed out, then you realize I, I've got to do something. I have to change this. And then we, we start to use the Buddha's tools to make deep changes in ourselves. So when you're practicing, sometimes you feel like this is impossible. I can't do this. I'm, you know, and all the self-criticism comes in. But hello, it's a project and it takes time. So we look at the qualities we want to develop. We take vows, we make commitments. I'm going to use right speech. I'm not going to use violent speech. I'm going to think gentle thoughts. I'm not going to think violent thoughts, etc. I'm not going to be scared. Try that one. That's very difficult to give up fear. We're so frightened. Why is that? Because we're part animal. And sometimes fear is very useful because if you're afraid of something dangerous, then you won't engage with it and kill yourself by mistake. Sometimes I think back on things that I did, which were ridiculously dangerous, and I'm just lucky that I didn't die. But the lives are running out. So... That's what wisdom is all about. It's really learning what has a good result and what doesn't have a good result. And this is something else that's pointed out in the sutta. We learn how to be harmless. Harmlessness is a beautiful quality and it covers the whole spectrum of virtue. Because when we develop our ethical side, our ethical qualities to their maximum, we will never harm even an insect, let alone another being in body, speech, or even in thought. And you might wonder, well, why in thought? The reason is because if we think even the slightest dodgy way, then that might lead to an unwholesome way of speaking against our better judgment. 
That's why the quality of the mind is so precious, is so vital. It's foremost, the purification of mind. So if we purify the mind, then it takes care of everything. That's why we're here. Essentially, this is the path of purification. We sudimaga. And all our meditation practice is about purifying the inner world. And once that is taken care of, the outer world will manifest as it, as it does through our right action and right speech and right thought. Right thought eventually leads to liberation from suffering. Then we see that the meditation practice is not just to live a happy life but it's to develop a certain skill and a quality of mind that brings blessings to us as well as to everyone else. Essentially, we become a gift to each other, to ourselves, to each other, to the world. And that's a good thing to wish for because it leads to the end of selfishness. And it comes from having right view about this self that is just a fabrication. And when the mind finally grows silent enough to see the value and lack of value, the value of no fabrication, the lack of value in fabrication, then we really get the message of the Buddha's teaching and wisdom is born. But in order to grow wise, we have to nourish the body. And it's lunchtime. 